You're listening to Bird Flu Kitchen Radio. Welcome back to the Bird Flu Kitchen, right here on BFF.FM. My name's Alvy. I'm here with you every other Thursday, um, as you know, because that's why you're here listening to this awesome show. And, and today is just like other Thursdays, except those other ones that I'm not on. So, you know, complicated things. But we got some, uh, some really cool stuff for you today. We have uh, JW and Conway in here. How are you guys doing? What up? Hey, hey, hey. We're doing pretty darn good. They um, are, I mean, should I call it? I call you guys producers more than anything, right? Yeah, I call us producers. Yeah. So these these guys are um, Queen Solomon, and um, they are producers. And that first track you heard was called... I don't Try know, a Little. 
try a little. I didn't yeah. have the real name. I was going to say the wrong name. So, um, and you said there was a featured artist on there as well, right? Yeah, that song features a, a friend of ours. Her name is Abby Anna. It sounds awesome. I like feel like that's like club music. Like I, if I like didn't know any better, I would say that that's the number one song right there. So. Thank well, you. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully you're right. You're like that. <laughs> well, hopefully that, you do know better. That is the plan. So, well, hell yeah. So we got um, a brand new song that you're gonna premiere on the show today, correct? Yeah, that's that's right. Awesome. This is a, this is a debut. It's actually a little bit of a, of a pre-release. Ooh. Yeah, it's definitely. Y'all are gonna be first, first. Yeah, I love it's it. a pre-release. Yeah, we 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 have been mixing this song over the past uh, about three or four weeks. We, oh man. We we produced the song, got got it ready. Um, started a mixing process, and by the time we got ready for it to release, which was supposed to be like this weekend, um, we realized our original rough mix is what we wanted to go with. Master, <laughs> I've so been there before. <laughs> yeah, so, some sort of crazy around the horn thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're know. like we, every mix we got back, we're just like, ah, oh, but it's not as good as that one. Remember that one mix that we had? And then we're like, well, why don't we just go with that mix if we like it so much? Yeah. So we're gonna go back in and, and take the, basically this song that we have, which we have a rough mix and master on now for the audience, and uh, and fix it up and get it ready to uh, for a, for a full release. Wonderful. The well, music video shot. The music video is dope. Yeah, it's done. All right, great. Well, you're gonna have to share that with uh with me, and then I'll share it on my page because you can't see radio. No. You know. Um, but we are live on Twitch right now, folks, on Music City TV. If you want to come in and ask us some questions, they're gonna be sticking around for the first hour of the show. Um, let's jump into some live, brand new music, and we're gonna be hearing shortly from Queen Solomon in a moment. But let's uh let's do a brand new one by. Nick Waterhouse, a local gentleman with a band called Local Natives. So, so perfect. Um, and the song is called When I Am Going to Lose You. So right here on the Bird Flu Kitchen on BFF.FM. We'll be back shortly.
Folks, welcome back to the Bird Flu Kitchen right here on BFF.FM. Um, as you know, my name is Alvi, and that last track was called Filthy Rich by Queen Solomon, and we're here with JW and Conway. Um, we're just chilling here in the studio, enjoying the fantastic San Francisco day in this hot little room. <laughs> but, you know, that's all good stuff. Yeah, we this, like to turn it up. This little room shaped like a, a shipwreck. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how much of a secret. I don't want to give any like trade secrets away, but this is a really cool spot. It yeah, is. This studio. If you're incredible. listening to the show all the time, you're like, "Oh man, Alvi is like doing the Lord's work." He is, but he also gets to hang out in a really cool spot. It's true. Yeah, it's when I worked for like an FM station out in uh, Phoenix, it was like not nearly as professional as this, and this is you know online, and 
that's what I love about it, you know, is they take it seriously here. You and know? it's at the SF's Weekly's uh, best radio station. It's true. It eight, three years running. Yeah. Five years. Five years running. Yeah, we're teaching him. Don't so worry, So if folks. you're famous, does that make us famous now? Um, yeah, so yeah, it that does. works? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Does your uh, fame rub off on me? You actually <laughs> have to get Alvi tattooed on your forehead. So when you see Already people... Already done. Oh. Already done. You just yeah. need a black light to see that. Oh. <laughs> that's yeah, it's about. black light ink. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Should start doing that to all of our fans so they're like what like, oh don't worry <laughs> you know so well hell yeah guys well I appreciate you guys coming in i'm stoked to hear this uh this new song that you guys have scream in a moment um uh, but i want to i want to talk to you guys a little bit about your process okay. you know i don't get a lot of producers that come in here um and i think it's an interesting process when people because like people that listen to music are like yeah you know that was produced by so-and-so some people don't know what the heck that means <laughs> they're like that means that this guy was in the room, right? Yeah, that's what it means. So why don't you kind of like explain how you guys go about like, obviously you said there was, that was a girl named Denali singing with you both. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had a couple different, do you guys use different musicians for like every song or how does that how about, work? You know what, I'll do it. How about I just do a little top down on producers and then you get into yeah, our Yeah, you process. Get, give it to them. Do it. So the do top down, I guess, uh, how, and here's how I, I, I believe. I think that back in the day, it was a composer, you know, that was that was a musician. Then it then it got into people playing the people playing those different instruments in these chambers. Then all of a sudden the rise of bands, you know. Then mm-hmm. you had that you had the lead guitar player, and and we believe that throughout time, you know, in all the great bands, there's one person in that band that is like the producer. Right. And that's the person who, instead of just playing their instrument, are thinking about the the song as a whole. Yeah, you like know what hi hat to use. Yeah, but from yeah, like what hi hat to use, but also when to bring the guitar in, the tone of that guitar, arrangement, the way that the lyrics interact with the the makeup of the song, is the theme of the song the same as the form? Like how, what 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 like do it from the audience perspective, listen to it from the songwriter's perspective, and then just kind of have it as a whole. And we think that that you know then as the lead guitar player gave way to the DJ being the coolest guy to then the MC being the coolest guy, Mm -hmm. then it became the producer. I think really in this last like 10 years, the rise of the producer is like the Uber musician. Yeah. You know, it's somebody that, you know, and our thing is we could do as much or as, but mostly with our music with Queen Solomon, that's something where we've written these songs. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes Conway is singing lead vocals or is the featured performer on it. You know, that's kind of why it's Queen Solomon versus us producing for another, like, you know, it was another band, like with us as producers. Um, but we'll also, you know, Conway's also a great guitar player, so he's ripping guitars, you know. I, I do, you know, drums, you know, on some of the songs. Like, whatever. Yeah, yeah depending. What, whatever's needed. Yeah. So. And so we're and we're kind of just looking at just taking different pieces, and whether that's performances or samples or whatever, oftentimes we're doing that from things that we generate, but we're, we're using things that, you know, DJs and producers have been using in order to make the kind of songs that sound like basically radio music. And we love pop music, which we think is the the natural evolution of a bunch of different genres. The best of those genres put together in one song. Yeah, you know, it was what we believe is pop music. That was a best description. That I think <laughs> if I had like a button that was like describe producers via pop music, and it was just I pressed it, 
you would say that every time. Yeah. And if you guys were watching on Twitch, I've pretty much been just shaking my head the whole time. You know, on the radio, you can't see. You that. look it up on Wikipedia, and it's just JW there as a little picture. Yeah, JW's so, just like, okay, so, verb. Yeah, exactly. It's like the whole thing that you press. Like, how did pronunciation? Wait, I thought it was a noun. Nope. No, it's JW. But we and we have a little bit of a different take that I think Conway can can speak to our yeah. our our approach, our workflow, and then performance too, because we are performing producers, live That's, producers, which is extra cool in my opinion gives you more street cred too you know yeah for sure i mean you know and the cool thing about producing now is like it's true you used to have to have a massive like how many how many thousands of dollars was a recording console in say the 50s or 60s like it, it, it was super expensive to even be able to to afford studio time and only a few people had access to it and now anybody in their room can produce a song that like legit goes platinum like skrillex out there producing tracks on his laptop yep i mean it's like bedroom pops like the new cool thing to do right now yeah and it's just like yeah i just like got stoned and wrote this last night and oops it went viral overnight <laughs> and you're now you know you're touring with like you said skrillex or someone crazy yeah and and when it comes to our process like we've come at it from a lot of different angles as for like i was in a band that was just a straight up band like we just played instruments and then made music but i love the way that we produce because it really lets us be flexible with like what what it is that we create and, and when you when you have a band and you're and you're practicing to play live or you're practicing to record it's a completely different process than trying to get us something to sound really cool one time you know, if you can get something to sound really cool one time in a studio, you have it recorded forever, and that's part of your song. Yeah. Again, Filthy Rich that you just heard, there's a sample of a of me whacking a, a heater in our studio with a stick, <laughs> and like that's one of the that's one of their percussion things. And yeah, the, and it's like we're not gonna bring a heater on tour with us, but I mean, we can maybe capture you should. It. Maybe we should. And, yeah. I mean, if you're touring in Alaska, <laughs> you writing so. this down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. People are like, okay, so a stick and a heater. Yeah. No. But it's it's and then and then. You know, for our process too, uh, Conway is 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 every bit a musician and a singer. He's a very talented singer and oh, and thanks. musician. Um, you know, I and, concur. And I am not. I'm I'm simply not. I'm not a I'm not a super talented musician. Um, I'm also not a super talented singer. But if we're taking voice lessons and somebody says hit this particular note, I can hit it. And I can practice that note well enough to yeah. crush it. And I can also hear, like, I really do have more of a producer's ear and mindset. Like, you give me literally a chord progression and an idea, and I can start fleshing out a sick song. Or take a song that's, you know, kind of like stalling out and then and re, and, and produce it, basically. Yeah, you take that black and white image and you put color on it. Yeah, so. and, that's, and that's what people think, too, a lot of, like, producing like oh i could produce i could say like this that and the other and it's a lot harder than you think well yeah but i mean i i'm i would say to that you definitely can go for it like you know well that's there's no wrong way to to produce something like if you want to produce you i want this to sound like crap (laughs) all right (laughs) Right. if you chose that and we got that sound then you did what you were here to do so but i just i know go ahead well yeah i just a lot of times i think there's like a oh man you gotta like the perfect tone or you gotta get the right you know sound design on that synth and what we found is it has much more to do with with telling the story of of what it is that you want to tell and mm-hmm. that informs the, like what kind of sounds are used and how you bring it together. Like we all the time have stuff that's like, well, this thing isn't good by itself, and that thing's like not great by itself. But you put it all together, and all of a sudden, you're telling a really cool story. Yeah. Like our biggest idols, like people like Daft Punk. If you were to listen to any one of their sounds, it's super basic. 
Yeah. But then the whole thing together blows your mind. And I think that's what it is. Like as a producer, your job is to is to take the all the ideas you have and, and, and condense it down into something that makes somebody feel something. Yeah. You take the the what do they call it? The the metronome. You take it's a metronome. <laughs> I, I love that <laughs> song in da- yeah. Daft Punk. When they're like yeah, yeah, talking yeah. about the metronome, I'm doing a terrible job of recreating it. But. Oh, <laughs> oh, with the with the voiceovers. On. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, so that guy. That guy. What's his name? That's oh. a that is a voiceover of a very famous the the god pretty much the godfather of of electronic music. I mm-hmm. forget what his name is right now. And the, it's a cool thing about that. They used. He talked about his whole career. For, and he started like in the in the 50s or 60s and he talked about his whole career and for each decade of his career he was talking about they used a mic from that decade to record him talking about it oh, so it was a super, like a super cool thought and the reason they did it they were making records that were huge at that time and they dedicated a whole track to this guy to kind of like pay homage to him like because he was like father of 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 electronic music yeah, that's whose I, name I forget now. <laughs> I, I forget how deep that album goes, though. But yeah, there's like a few tracks that like you can like really like rip apart, and there's like so much backstory to it. Yeah, and and that's that's something that we're really fascinated by too, as we kind of do this thing because it's like, okay, if you're doing producing like we're doing producing, right? Which is we're making pop music, and it's an it's a opening upstart band. We don't have label support or whatever, so it's like, how do we make money? Right. Well, we could, you know, work odd jobs. We could DJ. We could play cover songs in a band, like, and and we've done we a mixture of all those. All those, yeah, yeah, you got it. You so, gotta find out which one pays right, better, <laughs> right? At any given moment, but that's going to affect the music too. For sure. And so we just we kind of just continue to look at it where it there's never there's no silver bullets in music. There's no silver bullets in life. There's no silver bullets. Just because I was able to get an idea across and express myself in one way doesn't mean that the next idea I have, I'm going to be able to do it again. Like I right. just, I picked out a chord progression from a song and then reproduced it by ear, which is not something I normally do, but something that Conway does very often. Mm-hmm. Just because I did that with that one song doesn't mean I'm going to be able to go to the next song and be like, nope, that's <laughs> an A minor with a suspended fifth or some crazy thing. No, it's true. I, I love getting, and that's the also like the ups and downs of being a musician, I feel like, is, you know, you get to this point where like, you're like, that, I'm never going to be able to write a song like that ever again. <laughs> that's the best that I can do. Yeah. And then like, a year later, you look at that song and you're like, Psh, that song sucks. Like, listen yeah. to all my new stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I love having that th- thought in your head and, and, Beating it, I guess, yeah, you know. Yeah. I think it speaks to why we make music in the first place. And I've been really thinking about this a lot. It's not really about the product that you create, it's about the change that it makes in yourself as you create it. Yeah. And then and then that and then that song is not just a like pop isn't just a noun, it's a verb. Like it, music is something that happens to you. And when you create it, it's something that you can inspire in other people. And it's so it's so freaking cool. Yeah. I totally agree. And I'm one of those where like I, I'm in it. There's been t- there's things that I do in my day to day life where I'm in it to 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 cause an effect onto the world or to do something to solve a problem that's out there, um, you know whether that's you know whatever it is. But I, what I'm doing is I'm solving a problem. Yeah. That with with the music, especially the music of Queen Solomon, my goal is to solve a problem within myself. Which me with the problem is I've got something inside of me and I want to get it out. 
and I want to tell a story. I want to, or I want to connect, or I want to reach out. So he's not talking about poop. Yeah. So (laughs) well, not this time. (laughs) But yeah, but this is one of those things where it's like it's about it's about self-expression. You know, it's not couched. There's tons of stuff that I do that's of service to other people. When the music that I, you know, that I'm trying to make, I'm trying to be of service to myself. Exactly. Oh, I mean, at the end of the day, you do it for yourself. You do it because you love it. And right. I mean, I love. I love that description of what you guys both just said about it because it's it's deep and it's it's nice to be able to, you know, it's it's nice to have another perspective of it and you know hear hear that everybody should be hearing this. But at the end of the day, you know, I, you do it for yourself and yeah. you do it because you need to get it out and you need to. Sometimes you got to poop, you know. <laughs> because, <laughs> but uh, and as producers, you know, sometimes our job w- with not Queen Solomon is to make sure that somebody else is expressing themselves That's in true. a way and get out what they need to get out. Well, I mean, that, and that kind of kind of segues to maybe my next question, which is telling a little bit of backstory of, of you guys and, and Queen Solomon, which is that you guys kind of travel back and forth between here and Alaska, mm-hmm. and you guys got some, some peeps up there that you, uh, you bring the music to, and then you come down here and continue that. And I love that you're not just stuck in one place and you're... You're going back and forth and spreading between the lower 48 and up in, you know, one of my favorite places was Alaska. And um, and all of you folks probably don't know this, but I play a band called Blackwater, or I mean, Black Blackwater Railroad, correct? Yeah, Blackwater Railroad Company, and, yeah. And the, what was the last album you guys had? Called or, Rainville. Not you, Rainville. So that album I play on here a lot, folks. And uh, JW manages that band and... If you don't know them and or you haven't heard me play them before, we're going to play some more of them later, actually. But check them out, too. Um, but I love that you guys just are doing this double whammy thing. Like, <laughs> you know, you're you're producing and you're working with those guys, but you're, like, doing a bunch of other stuff, too. Right. Yeah. Shows so, your passion. So what happened is we were both actually working in Alaska separately. Mm-hmm. I, I had my band. Uh, it's called the Conway CV Band. And we were, we were just taking whatever gigs we could, just, you know... Actually, paying rent, which was awesome, but oh, we were <laughs> we were just we were just out working, and then we, and we went to this one show in a town called Palmer, oh, and yeah. most of our shows, you know, we'd have maybe twenty, thirty people, forty people would be a, a, a good show for us, you know, and uh, and we got to this show and there was two hundred, three hundred people, and we're like, damn, I guess we got famous overnight or something, and <laughs> we were all stuck, and we and we played a great show, and then we, and we got off stage, and then this uh, this band Blackwater Railroad. Got up on stage and everybody like r- bum rushed the stage. I guess just rushed the stage. Didn't have to bum rush it. They rushed the <laughs> stage and I was like, "Man, what is going on here?" I was like, "Oh, there's this there's this band Blackwater Railroad." Long story short, turns out JW here is their manager and and um, songwriter and does a lot of other stuff. Uh, oh, you do them. songwriting a little bit with them too, huh? Oh yeah, that's because of I the producer. Okay, that, yeah, yeah, that so makes I was, more sense. I was a writer producer and and there was in the very very beginning of Blackwater, I I would actually get up on stage and, and perform as a guest musician on a track or two awesome and then that turned into just kind of uh producing writing and producing and there's a new record out correct yeah um, that one's fairly new yeah it is it's very new it's it's a collection of songs no no more than a couple months old it's pretty pretty upbeat pretty cool it's called rainville you yeah. know owing to the rainy place where let's, they are from let's see which one did i is that's where they're from it's rainville well, they call it that. They're from Seward, but oh, okay. they call it Rainville because like, it's that? in a it's in a yeah. rainforest. And that's where I heard about them yeah. as well, which makes sense. Let's see, what song did I have pulled up by them? Because I was I, I was gonna it. play the Alaska song because yeah. that was the first song I heard, and 
you know, it just it brings me back home to Alaska. But um, and that's 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 from the OG record from 2014, I believe, a record called uh, "Bottom of the Bay." Nice, yeah, I I love the artwork on that one too. Yeah. Uh, I I got "Dime Behind the Wheel" pulled up yep. for later. "Dime Behind the Wheel" is, I liked is that from one Rainville, and that is the the single from that that record. Uh, Tyson wrote that one. That's and, awesome. Uh, yeah. He's, you know, and it used to be where I was a lot more involved in the songwriting um, for the group. And then recently I've put, no, I guess I, never mind. I wrote a song that was on Rainville too, called uh-huh. Wonderful Heart About My Mom. Cool. cool. So I guess, yeah, I got, I, in my mind, I've done a lot less writing for Blackwater, but because of the back catalog, as they come out with records, I still have as many songs, like, you know, probably... 10 or 15 maybe as many as 20 percent of the songs that's awesome well so tell me a little bit about this next song that you guys uh, are going to talk or we're going to show the audience uh, scream and um also i mean if you guys want i know we're, we're getting close to the end of the hour and i know you guys are on a, on a schedule today <laughs> um but i also kind of want to know i know you guys did a little tour recently so i kind of wanted to hear about that too maybe we start there then talk about the song a little bit well, you guys did a few song or shows together, right? Or I guess that was up in Alaska, though, right? Yeah, the last tour we did was to Alaska. We had a few places we played down in the peninsula a couple times, and jeez, uh, that was so many. It was like two weeks ago. I forgot everything. <laughs> oh yeah, we played at the Kenai <laughs> Beer Fest. Oh, Beer Alaska. Festival yeah. with uh, a bell. young Dubliners. <laughs> yep, and. Yep. Uh, uh, that's a fun band, I think. Yeah, check them out. We got to, we Young Dubliners them. are really cool. Cool, yeah. They're like a Dropkick Murphys kind of band, you know, been together forever. Awesome. Um, yeah, super good, fun, fun guys. Yeah, but then... And then did you guys do a two-piece uh, as that, or... Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So we, yeah, we... Queen Solomon, when we perform live, we're typically a, a two-piece. But we also, we like, we try to keep it open to where, you know, sometimes we'll have a drummer play with us, sometimes we'll have another singer on stage, and we actually, like, we like that more for live. Uh-huh. You know, when a lot of the, 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 the driving force for Queen Solomon is the two of us, like, It's nice to have producing. options, I mean, or be able to do it and, like, have your songs still be represented as what they were with this or with more, I... That's the one thing that I really, you know, when I, oh, come play acoustic. And I'm like, you know, I could. It's not going to be the same, though. You know, no. it'll be different. Yeah. Which sometimes is good. But, like, when you're, you know, do, when you're touring, it's it's nice to be able to represent the song exactly how you want to be. But, yeah, at the same time, though, we're representing the song how we do because we do it with a mix of live instrumentation, live vocals, and tracks, and DJ tracks. Uh-huh. Um, both you know stuff that we've produced uh, with an Ableton Live setup. Mm-hmm. It actually it's better. It's more to it's more it, it's a truer product to our song, the energy of the song when we have more than the two of us. It was strangely enough. I believe that though. But it's at Something the same about time, a drummer to be honest. Yeah, the live drummer adds adds everything and um can't live with him, can't live without him. But we also yeah. we've done things where in the earliest days we had an, an additional singer and then I would get back up back and forth between <laughs> the drums and 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 doing what was like rudimentary DJ work, which at that time was more complicated because we were actually just playing out an entire two hour set. That was like you press play. Then we and hit you play get... on. But Oh man, that's we tough. had it routed all weird to where the we the, the each of those channels we weren't playing audio. 
we were actually playing MIDI channels. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it would it would the 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 routings would basically peak out and then ha it sound like the speakers blown apart. But it was digital distortion. You'd have to go in and reroute that particular thing. Yeah, of audio. some crazy stuff we never even heard of. Yeah, because we ended up basically each song could have as many as you know fifteen different tracks for that song of different sounds on it, and then we'd play you know twenty songs per set. You know, so you're mm -hmm. getting up into two hundred, three hundred <laughs> tracks that we were trying to <laughs> trying to cajole into 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 playing nice together, which just was not working. So, and I'd also would be trying to EQ and level the show yeah. as we played. <laughs> Like if something was too loud, I'd just turn it down. But then that would be the high app for every song. Yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, what did I turn down last song? Oh man, that sounds like over, it was a my, over my head. So. Well, no, it's not over your head. No, it's, it's real under, simple. It's yeah, real it simple. It, it was awful. It sounded like complete terrible. And then we've had a couple of huge malfunctions in front of like a thousand people. Yeah, we've where had we were some. Just, out and, there just like looking and then you like just start clapping and you're like oh put your hands together all right no we just I'm put just, our heads down and we were sad yeah, you cry <laughs> no 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 no. we actually no, we did, did hype him exactly like what you're him, talking yeah. about and then he played valerie on a piano <laughs> uh, <laughs> that'll do it that'll do it every time oh god uh, so i think we, we got used to like being a part of like really talented groups you know and we were just like oh yeah like whatever happens we'll just kind of like fake our way through it if something you know, it doesn't work. We've been on stage a million times. Which, yeah, yeah. And if you're super, if you got 80% of your stuff together and 90% of your stuff together, you can fake the last 10% if you have oh, yeah. to. But if you have 10% of your stuff together, at some point you fake for long enough and pretty soon you're just someone, up on stage. Someone like, catches you. Yeah, you're like <laughs> repeating the same song over and over. Like, you just played this one. But <sighs> that's, that's, and that's the thing about what we're doing. I mean, we've gone just... This week, for example, we went by Pyramide. Shout out to Pyramide if anybody's an aspiring digital music producer. Pyramide is in the city, and they they do a great Soma, job. Soma, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. But I'm... they they just switched over too. Now they're down in this neighborhood. They're on like yeah. uh, Mariposa and. Uh, oh really? Uh, yeah, somewhere. I knew a guy that went there and i got to go check out the the space yeah yeah great facilities it's super reasonable they take gi bill and they don't have any uh um, like analog consoles though no it's a digital it's a yeah. digital production and digital performance that's true that's so true. It's, it's mostly ableton serato i like walked in and i was like don't give me your biggest board and they're like there's no spaceship here and i'm like oh yeah yeah and that's I'm just a nerd for the uh, the analog stuff for right. audio wise at least so yeah. yeah and you know like somebody was just talking about what's that one uh tiny telephone was that yeah yeah out yeah. in oakland or berkeley well there's one here too on, oh on the, the og one is actually in san francisco really i didn't know that yeah and then the other one's over in East Bay in Oakland. That's like the main one now, right? I think. That's the main one, yeah. Okay. That's the one that they use now. But he still has all the... Anyways, they were just talking about that. But going back to it, so Pure Mind and, and stuff like that, we were just there talking to a guy about who was like their head of like routing using Ableton Live. And he basically was like, yeah, you just do this. And I was like, oh, I, I know that. It's always like, that's that. A, that's as close as... I mean, but what I'm saying is like, you can go so deep with this, but it really still is. There's a lot of frontier, and I think that's what's cool about music and performing live. Like performing live using digital elements at the same time as using regular instruments and singing and having backup and producing, it still is totally frontier stuff. Oh, yeah. There's no blueprint. There's no, not even true. really good instructions. No. <laughs> to be honest, I almost think that would be harder for me. I haven't had as much experience with that because of the fact that if something does happen and 
you mess up or something changes, you know, you can like look at the band and be like, hey, something's off, but like, let's fix this, you know? Yeah. But when you're like playing to something, you really don't have, you can, but not as much flexibility. Yeah. So you really have to like think quicker almost, yeah. I feel like. And I feel like, like, you know, playing in a band, which, which I've played in just straight up rock, we both played in, in just rock bands and pop bands and soul yeah. bands. And when you're in a band like that, it's kind of like a, it's like driving a, a really common car you can pretty much go to any mechanic shop and be like oh like this isn't working you can just get a new bass amp or yeah. or if like oh you're playing the wrong chord dumbass like it's, it's yeah. like it's not a just like, move it down it's, a half it's, step. yeah it's it's usually an easy solution because it's figured out mm-hmm. with what we're trying to do it's like we don't even like we don't even know if we have the right you know synth or if if we're in the right program or like it's all yeah. just, it, like like you know like jw was saying it's completely a new territory and i think that circles back around to why we as queen solomon are like why we decided to do it the way that we did not so much because either of us are super talented at any one aspect of it but because we're willing to go through the challenge of figuring it out yeah and we want to and it's exciting like the idea of going out there making this pop music Mm -hmm. you know making music that we love you know And and to paint a picture i mean we came from successful projects in alaska and we're like, we want to go to San Francisco because that's like what we care about is making pop music. Yeah, in in Alaska, we hosted a weekly television show called uh-huh. The Venue. You know, so we were broadcast on the on the on the most watched locally viewed television show in the state. Uh, you know, Blackwater by a factor of I can't even tell you is the largest, highest grossing big corporate partnerships band. To, yeah, in to, Alaska. Yeah. I mean. I only it's lived huge. there for six months, and I knew who they were, so yeah. that that explains. A and little they bit. just get bigger all the time. I mean, like, that, they yeah, that was partnerships with like GCI and like uh, Latelecoms and Safeway and stuff like that. They have their own beer mass distributed throughout the state. I love it's it. It's crazy. They're huge. <laughs> and Conway CV Band it was also playing. They opened up for any any main kind of like pop band that came through. And we got to open for Eric Hutchinson. Right. That was super tight. That's yeah. like the coolest thing about. I've learned coming from a smaller music scene to a bigger music scene is that it's sometimes it's actually in your your benefit to stay and build your audience in a small place because then when those big bands come they go well you, you got to hit them up yeah. you know and it's yeah. it's not a it's not a question of who it's it's them <laughs> you yeah. know so. But again, it comes down to, you know, we're not under the impression that we were just going to, because we had great success, that we were going to somehow have the same or better market share down here. Yeah, no. keep going, though. We look at it like this is a new challenge. It's a new thing where the, we can put on shows and the possibility of having an audience of, you know, five, six, seven, eight hundred at a club come out and see something that really is different and in a lot of ways novel and in a lot of ways experimental and in a lot of ways just straight tap your foot pop music. Yeah, yeah. And that's what, cool. There's definitely that out here. And, you and know. that doesn't exist in Alaska. It doesn't exist in, you know, in Oklahoma. It doesn't exist in a lot of places, but it does exist here in, in the yeah. Bay. And we figured, you know what? This is, uh, you know, this is the place. It just the, it called to us. My wife's in tech, too, so that helps. Um, and uh, and it's just a challenge. That, that's something that we want to do. You know, this is part of, like, Bezos, speaking of tech, 
Bezos said that he he always has this thing like the the R factor of like how much will I re- have reg- how much will I regret not doing this instead of risk it's like his risk is not about money it's like how much am I risking regretting this situation not at least trying it and going after it and that's how I look at my life like I love yeah, it I could be up in Alaska right now and I mean up there you know the world is absolutely our oyster. So to come down here and turn it in for, um, you know, I mean, we played a brunch <laughs> together the other day. Literally played a brunch for like 300 bucks. I'm not even joking. Hey, <laughs> 300 bucks? Is, it was Did you get embarrassing. And, and they kept asking us to turn down. They were like, we don't want this party music here. <laughs> yeah, it was too we're popping. To eat, we're trying to sit mimosas and like eat. They oh wanted jazz God. music. So That's it was, hilarious. We were so, it was, it was an embarrassing, <laughs> shameful, shameful show. But... That's, that was still one of our best, highest-paying shows since we've been here. Hey, you know, that's uh, I've got a couple stories like that. I won't bore you with it, but I totally know what you mean. Yeah. So, Well, let's uh, let's play that song. Tell yeah. me a little bit about it, though, before you get, if there's any like uh, featured artists or what you want the listener to know for this. And I appreciate you guys coming on. I know it was a longer interview, folks uh, listening, but we've got lots of music up next. Um, and uh, I appreciate you guys coming in here yeah, for sure. and sharing, especially this new song with us and uh, premiering it here in the Bird Flu Kitchen. You know, tell them about you shredding the guitar in the song. Oh yeah, I shred the guitar in this song, one hundred percent. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Just that's, listen. That's you'll, what you'll this see. is all about. Yeah. No. This is this is this is like probably the the rock and a song that we've produced together. It's called Scream. Um, it's going to be coming out on all of our channels here soon. Y'all are getting the pre release, but it's going to be on our Instagram, Queen Solomon Official. And uh, it's going to be on Facebook. I love it. I didn't listen to it on purpose so I could experience it the first time with you two right here. (laughs) But no, tell them a little bit about the process. Like this, this song is interesting because it was a song where the nucleus of it was was written god knows how many long yeah this one's been ago. in the works this one was was originally conceived of in a, in a dark basement in alaska we had like some studio. Of, like so many of my fellow alaskans yeah <laughs> right <laughs> and uh yeah and, and and actually it started with a whole other song yeah that had nothing to do with this that song. had nothing to do with this song we took that song the, the final version of that song and we cut it up and and put it into a there's this cool thing with with electronic music where you can actually take a, a song split it up so that each quarter note of that song is a as a button on a keyboard. So like right. you know you could just be like let, like let's say it's just like you know like our song you don't know me at all. You know each one of those words would be its own thing. So you could come mm-hmm. up with a cool remix where it's like you know me don't all at like and that's how you right. get those weird like pop like what it's like a voice but it's not. Yeah, so anyway, it's like almost robotic in exactly. some ways. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so we had that and then and then JW was playing around with it and he came up with this cool like little patch. And it was like da 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 da, but obviously it sounds better than that. Um, and uh, you sounded fine. Oh, Don't thanks, Alvi. Sell yourself oh my, short. Oh my, oh my god. <laughs> and uh, and and the whole song kind of built off of that. And we and we've been producing it and just kind of reworking it. And then the last round was adding guitars to it. But that's the craziest thing because we were had it for some reason in our minds for the first couple of months or first year of the project. We we're like, 
screw guitars, screw anything. We're only using baby samples and like maracas, and that's it. Ba- baby samples? That's what we call them for like high pitched uh, like voice samples. Yeah, all oh. those samples. Okay. Any any okay. vocal. Because chop. we both came, we we, Just, we both came from such a traditional music background, like yeah. real instruments, like real yeah, yeah. like it's a fiddle, like you, you guys, know. Yeah, you guys and are we're like, it. and it's so easy to, to to if that's your habit, it's easy to slide into that. You and know. So what we did was we were like none of that, and then slowly we put on this last song. Well, it was actually the song "Teenage Dream" got us thinking. It we was like, that one, yeah. Such a yeah, such a, a synth song. No, call me maybe. Call too. me maybe. And then we started realizing that all the songs, the pop songs that we love so loved, much, yeah. have guitar. And I'm like, you wouldn't even think about, it, but like Chainsmokers has totally has guitar in their drops and stuff. And yeah. so then we started putting in some guitar. Like, how about a little bit of a guitar part? And then we wrote a guitar part for a different song that's not even released yet or done. And then that bled over into the production of that first song and got that chugga chugga in the beginning in the courses of try a little but anyways and then we we started to develop then we realized oh wait yeah so there's guitar in all of our favorite songs that's that's the sound that we're actually going and it doesn't even necessarily have to sound like a guitar just like right so you know it's like a keyboard or a piano like they're so versatile you can make them sound kind of any way you want which is so cool about it i mean you could for both of those instruments, you can play just chords. You can play a melody and the chords. You know, you could. Ugh. Yeah, but this oh, one definitely that. sounds like a guitar. And and in the in the solo, he just shred chainsaw. I love this. This is <laughs> one of my favorite guitar I solos. Want you to... It's so ridiculous. All right, I'm I'm stoked now. All right, let's play it. So this song is called "Scream" by Queen Solomon, right here in the Bird Flu Kitchen on BFF.FM. Thanks again, gentlemen, for coming on here and and talking with me. Thanks, Sharon. thanks, Alvi. You and I are modern times We take a stand to blur the lines I'm sorry if I come off like myself Now and then I gotta be Exactly what they wanna see So you don't fall in love with someone else Nine too young to change sold out like fame can't help myself scream caught in the dream and they got their friends on me chains on me no one hears me scream caught in the dream and they got their friends on me chains on me no one hears me you and I we're retro vibe Get about to what I said Cause I don't wanna hear nobody else So it's a blast to growing old And never doing what we're told We'll fix the world and keep it for ourselves Nine, too young to change Sold out like fame Can't help myself
dream, caught in the dream. They got their frames on me, chains on me. Scream, caught in the dream.
ain't worried about nothing. He ain't worried about nothing. He ain't worried about nothing. I know he still loves me with
This next song is dedicated to Philip Thornycroft and FDR Brewery in San Francisco. Make sure to go get a beer there right about now.
listening, including me, Mac DeMarco. Here I am at your back porch door. Will you kindly let me in? Yes, it's me. I'm hanging around. Honey, now your Sandman's back in town. How long since you slept, my dear? Have you waited all this time? Did you know I wouldn't let you down? Honey, now your Sandman's back in town. I'm here, honey, close your eyes. Reach your arms out to me I have made it After a long ride Honey, now your Sandman's back in town No more hiding from my memory I'm here, honey Dry your eyes It's a pleasure Just being around Honey, now you're Sandman back in town Welcome back, folks. I can't believe it's been two hours already. Um, it's very close, anyways. Uh, I want to appreciate, or I want to appreciate. I don't want to appreciate, um, but I am going to appreciate Queen Solomon coming in, showing some songs to us. Um, let's play one more. It's going to be a pretty long one. We might not make it through the whole thing, but why not try, right? Let's play a little bit of Do I Do by Stevie Wonder, the long version, right here on BFF.FM. And my name's Alvy, and I'll be back in it. Two weeks with some more music for you. Thanks for listening. In the crown, you 
sexy voice turns my ear all the way on. Just a mention of your name seems to drive my head and say, Girl, do I do? Kisses for your lips. Yes, I got some honey, so chocolate dripping kisses full of love for you. Yes, I got some candy kisses for your lips. Yes, I got some honey, so chocolate dripping kisses full of love for you. My life has been waiting for your love. My arms have been waiting for your love to open. My heart has been waiting. My soul anticipating your love.
lips Yes, I got some honey Suck on chocolate chip And kisses full of love For you Yes, I got some candy Kisses for your lips Yes, I got some honey Suck on chocolate chip And kisses full of love For you My life has been waiting For your love And my arms have been waiting For your love to arrive My heart has been waiting For its own anticipating Your love Yes, I got some candy kisses for your lips. Yes, I got some honey, suckle chocolate dip and kisses for 